2: The space-time continuum is crashing in. Oh, no.
0: Wah! Nothing. The is... continuum. Nothing, nothing
2: is where it should be. Oh, oh, no. we recorded everything at different times.
0: Oh, God. I can see it all. The recordings. The, my weird noises. Your weird names for me. It's all gone. C- continuums. Waaaaaah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 26 of the official Geek Speak podcast. But the thing you're hearing right now being recorded currently is the second-to-last section in the recording being recorded.
0: Uh, I don't understand. It's almost like things keep going wrong, but they can't
2: be. The DCOM you've heard, you'll have heard, you be hearing in this episode is actually recorded almost a month ago in an episode 26 that never gets to be aired because the audio quality was so bad.
0: No, it's because Disney doesn't want uh, the world to hear about a good Frankie Muniz DCOM.
2: But it's in this recording. We have salvaged it. The audio quality is not great, so bear with it. But it is here. Just wait for it.
0: Your ear holes might not be enjoying it, but your eye holes might enjoy the movie if you watch it.
2: And and past that point, the, the main topic of this episode is about D23. But that was recorded two weeks ago. So the news we're recording today will be, will be recorded and put down after the part we recorded later. It's all a jumble of time, man.
0: Time is weird. It's misconstrued. Endgame made it very confusing. Back to the Future is a good movie. I don't understand what's happening anymore.
2: So, if you're new to the podcast, I'm so sorry that was really confusing. (laughs) But...
0: I think it's better to leave them with confusion.
2: Overall, this is a fun show. (laughs) We do... We, We
0: try to have fun. We
2: try to have fun here. So, what we're recording right now, today, in this current sitting on the twenty sixth of September is just news. About three news. weeks. Three weeks of news. Two weeks of news. Something like that. I
0: don't
2: know. Luckily, it's been slower than it could have been. I'm very glad. <laughs> we're talking about only news from D twenty three onward. We recorded an episode twenty six from uh our our recording about Daredevil, Beneflix Daredevil, until that recording. So that was about two weeks worth of news. And that was that's gonna be lost in the Ether forever. So we're picking up News-wise, from D23 to now. Okay? Make sense, everyone? Cool. Yes. It makes sense to Josh enough.
0: Look, I'm just vibing.
2: We talk about D23, which you'll be hearing in a second. But if you're new to the podcast, every go- episode, we- generally, we go through a different Disney Channel original movie, or DCOM for short, and we'll see how in a short period of time the biggest media company on Earth, Disney caters towards solely children of a large sample size, and that part will be put right about here so right now you're supposed to be hearing our decom reaction to miracle in lane two turns out i was wrong it was not salvageable at all so so sorry it wasn't it wasn't fixable so instead next week you're going to hear the decom reaction in a short generalized thoughts from me and josh recapping what we thought in about five minutes instead of the usual 15 to 20 Sorry about that. Anyway, moving on. What a bad audio quality that was, Josh.
0: Man, my ear holes are just, they're bleeding right now. I can't handle it.
2: Okay, really the issue with it was, it was, I had artificing on my audio section of it, and there was some hissing in there, and I'm sorry. Um, You can skip past it. There are timestamps down below, as always. Whew. Now let's jump into that D23 section we talked about. So bear in mind... Mm. We now have—we're now in the future right now, so we're hear is past us talking about it, okay? And roll the clip. D23 is a big thing that happened, and I think it's good to talk about because a lot did happen. And that'll basically
0: be basically Disney's uh, Comic Con for itself.
2: It's well—it's an investor day. They're, all they're doing is really showcasing their products to new investors and letting them know, "Hey, shareholders, give us more money." That's all it really is. Yep look at our stock prices they're gonna go up but yeah they do release some stuff i wish they didn't show trailers there that were exclusive for like 200 people out of the millions that couldn't see them but like tiktokers and stuff who got to see them i'm glad i got to see them But i wish we did too
0: yeah it's a bit annoying when they do that it's also like what they did with infinity war at comic-con they released the trailer back in 2017 but they never released it to the public Like, that trailer has never been actually made or released. You can only watch, like, you know, when it was recorded on the phone. But, like, it leaked to the internet, so after that point, why didn't they just release it?
2: I don't know, man, but we got news from D23. Some good, some fine, and some that people have been really upset about.
0: Stupidly, if I uh, say so myself.
2: Let's start with, we got a trailer for Disenchanted, the sequel to Enchanted that Josh has now seen the original of.
0: I have, and I very much enjoy it.
2: I actually didn't see the trailer. Did you see it?
0: I did. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, kind of similar to the first one of taking a certain idea and kind of flipping it on its head. I I would say watch the trailer and get a better idea. I'm still mad, though. This is a Disney Plus movie and not going to theaters.
2: It's not going to theaters? It is not. Why does this keep happening to me, Josh? I'm being offended.
0: Well, yell at Disney, then.
2: Disney! There Perfect. Yep. So it looks fun. Yay. Yay. Hocus Pocus 2 trailer. Also a Disney Plus film. <laughs> Not in theaters again. Uh, looks fun, though.
0: I think I've only seen the teaser. I'm keeping my expectations a bit low. I think the first one is fine. It's a fun Halloween movie to watch. But I'm I'm going to wait to see what happens.
2: Uh, we got an update on... Fantastic Four because they did confirm that Shackman's went to direct and then Feige said I have no other news on Fantastic Four <laughs> he actually said that to the audience
0: I love that people like saw the four chairs set up like on the stage You were like they're going to reveal the cast and I was just like I think they just have chairs set up for people to talk I don't think it's for the cast
2: <laughs> also four means it should be too low if you also other people on the stage as well not just four people and the four cast members Plus a good director. Plus Feige. You know, it was, it'd be a really weird setup. Yeah. Uh, but Shackman directing, like I said before, cool, I guess.
0: I, I say, call actually call it Fant4Stick this time. Yes. Not, not like how you know, Fant4Stick was called that because of the way the poster. No. Call it Fant4Stick. Why? Because why not?
2: And the first teaser, of the whole thing we got was, I was actually working with this and Halle Bailey, uh, we got a teaser trailer for the little new live-action Little Mermaid Disney remake film. Not a not an adaptation of the original story, but a remake of their previous film. And this time we have Halle Bailey, who I'm saying notably is a is a black woman because of that's what people are only talking about about this trailer. The, f-
0: the right. fact people are saying it's not scientifically accurate, motherfuckers. She is a mermaid. They do not exist. Stop talking about scientific accuracy. We know what you're trying to say, but you just won't actually say it.
2: Also, like, actually, like, facially, she looks more like like Ariel does than, like, Lily James did to Cinderella from the cartoon. More like a lot of the, like, Belle, uh, M. Watson looked nothing like the actual original Belle. She has, uh, like, these wide set eyes. She has the same similar features on her face. It's just she's black and not white and people are clinging to that so much. She looks is like any... Ariel.
0: Yes. If there's anything to complain about, it's the coloring of the film. It is so grey and dull and like with no color or life to it. I don't know why they're going for this ultra realism. It is a it.
2: teaser. So we'll find yes, out. Yes,
0: but I I don't think they're gonna change the coloring. I think that's how it's gonna be for most of the film. And that um... really makes me sad.
2: Also people saying it's redhead erasure was very funny to me. Like she still has red hair here. She still very clearly. (laughs) It's literally not a redhead erasure. And there you can be born black with natural red hair. It happens. It's rare, but it happens. But also, she's a fish. Um
0: half human, half fish. Again, just say you're racist. We already hate you. Just say it and we'll move on with our lives.
2: This casting's phenomenal. She's amazing. Her voice is astounding.
0: Oh, yes. If there's any reason I'm excited for this, it's because of her. And it's because of her is why I'll actually watch it.
2: Yeah, I didn't care about the other... I wasn't going to watch this until this casting because, like, I'm going to watch this to say F you to the racists. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I don't want to watch Disney remakes anymore. That's the problem. I, I hate their remakes.
0: Pinocchio is a great example of just absolute garbage. And yet, they're still going with them. So, casting like these... That will make me go, Oh, okay, I'll see you for that one reason.
2: Also, if it does bother you, your movie's still there. It's still on VHS, it's still on Disney Plus, it's still on Broadway. Like or it was like, you can still see that version of Ariel in the parks at Disney World. You can still see your version of your white version of Ariel everywhere else besides here. You I don't have, really... no one's forcing you to watch this movie. <laughs>
0: I think what's really funny is the people that that are really complaining about it. Like, from the the videos and posts I've seen, I'm like, I highly doubt you have ever actually watched the original movie. So I don't think that you're actually mad about it being The Little
2: Mermaid. Or if if you have, you haven't thought about The Little Mermaid in years. If you you really care, go watch it again. Like, (laughs) it's crazy to me how much people are clinging to this when this phenomenal actress is doing a great job. I've never even seen the full original Little Mermaid version, and like this looks I've fun. I've seen no version. I've seen most. No, I've seen I think every scene of the original one out of order. So, like I've seen, i I can sing every song alongside it. I have seen most of the scenes, but I've never sat down and actually watched the movie. I've just existed for 22 years, <laughs> and therefore I know everything that happens in it. Same. And I've seen I've seen it on stage before, like out of middle school. I I've seen I know what happens. Also, if you want to get really like deep into it, uh, the original story, she isn't even named Ariel. She doesn't have a name in the very original story. Uh, and in the very original story, uh, there's a lot more murder than in here.
0: Like <laughs> A lot more murder.
2: People are insane. Indeed. Also, her, the leaked cast of Our Sisters came out, and there's, there, is, there's, there's, there are different races. they are two white... Of her two white people who are sisters, two white mermaids. There's also uh, an Asian mermaid. They are a diverse family, and that's awesome for your fantasy world. Why can't black people just exist in fantasy without people getting upset? They can't have Lord of the Rings. They they can't have Harry Potter. They can't have anything, apparently.
0: They can if they're in the background or they're very minor characters, but if they're the leads or have a big presence, then that's a bad thing.
2: I am tired of seeing people like, like Annabeth Chase casting in Percy Jackson. I'm tired of people seeing that casting and being upset every single time a black actor is in a fantasy thing
0: like kiki palmer just said like recently that she would love to play rogue and people on twitter were like okay hold on hold on really does th- really does she have the acting chops i'm like okay yes she does and b again we're going through this cycle again why the
2: funniest part of that to me is i saw someone calling it again redhead erasure rogue has always been brunette he's never been a redhead <laughs> ever Oh that's like you've never read like people will see that and say Redhead because they see one picture that has red lighting and then go off it from like you know what? You never heard of they never even heard of the character before, but are mad about this. Anyway, yes. yay for Haley Bailey, yay for this teaser. Yay. Josh, your favorite thing in the world, Mufasa. We got another Lion King live action thing happening. Okay. We're gonna I
0: will see I will only see this because Barry Jenkins is directing it. That is the only reason I will see it.
2: <laughs> A live action prequel not really it's not a remake so for that one reason i guess yay because it's not a remake
0: it it will be an original story that we haven't seen yet so it does have that going for it but like i don't want to see another lot quote unquote live action film with real animals that can't show emotion that will sing but you can't do big bombastic musical numbers there's no point to this style and yet they're doing it again why um I just I don't want it but I'll see it it's, I'm in a different nay yay on this one
2: we got a poster and a the first look for Peter Pan and Wendy happened at for only people who were there at uh T23 and apparently in the clip uh Wendy sees the lost boys and she says they're not all boys and one of the gang one of the gang uh, responds with an ever sassy so the poster is beautiful
0: the only thing that pisses me off about this is this is, once again, a Disney Plus movie. Something as big as Peter Pan is not going to theaters. From David Lowry, who made The Green Knight, <laughs> you're telling me that this guy's next big fantasy film will be seen at home and not in theaters? That pisses me off. And for something as iconic as Peter Pan also,
2: like Peter why? I might get a little bit sometimes gatekeeping about Peter Pan, but I'm not trying to. Like He's my favorite character of all of fiction ever. Uh, Josh knows this. Like, I love the character, and I think that's... You, know, you don't need any more versions of the, of the film ever. We had the 2003 version, which is perfect. We don't need an adaptation again, personally. Um, and the movie Hook is a different retelling that's also really fun not retelling. Hook is a phenomenal film with Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman, where he plays an adult Peter Pan. Really fun. If you want to see a darker, twisted version of Peter Pan, you can watch the show once upon a time for a weird, twisted Peter Pan. Um, I don't know what more takes you can do in the character. If you just adapt it again, it feels unnecessary because they're just, at this point, they're just. They had the original book title here. Um, that's cool. The Lost Boys, being boys, feels important to the characters. That's the only thing I find a little odd. Um, not like in a way that women should be there, but that's literally the whole point is that they're all boys and that they have no women presence in their life. And for a women woman, they don't know what to do. <laughs> like, that's kind of <laughs> a main plot point. So I'm very interested to see how they do that. I'm actually really intrigued by that.
0: I'm um, excited to see what Jude Law will be like as Captain Hook. Ah, me too.
2: That seems really exciting. Also, the cast for Peter and Wendy are both great. Um, this is exciting. I'll give
0: overall. it. A, I'll give it a yay, but a mad yay.
2: I'm tentatively giving it a yay. I, again, I'm just curious about what they're doing with this. Honestly, it, it, Lost Boys can be an gender as long as the they don't have any other real like adult women in, in the presence. Because the whole point out they don't. They need. They need a mother. They need a father. They need, they need to have parentage. They need to have adults in their life. As they're still very strong motif in the story. Um, anyone can be lost.
0: <laughs> anyone the the can... only adult figure in their lives are trying to murder them, so there you go.
2: Yeah. From the minds that brought you Coco, uh, Disney and Pixar are delivering Elio uh, as an 11-year-old boy who is warped across the galaxy accidentally and is soon seen as the ambassador for planet Earth, which he obviously is not. Uh, Elio is voiced by Jonas K. Ki- Briab who's in the show Kenobi and American Ferrara from Ugly Betty was his mom Uh, Elio was directed by screenwriter Adrian Molina who co-helmed Coco and produced by Mary Alice Drum who also produced Coco and will be in theaters spring 2024 in theaters Josh
0: yay thankfully
2: the first Pixar film in theaters for a while
0: well the Um, light year came out in theaters
2: I thought that was Disney and Pixar still Oh, you're, I guess you're right. But, okay, this, look, this seems cute. Why not?
0: I like Pixar doing original creative ideas again.
2: Okay. Off of that point, we also got more... Oh, what's going on? Your phone That's crazy. We got more fun representation of characters, which is great. Um, we all know about Wish a Star, right? Like Pinocchio, the movie you just watched, Josh. Um, uh... But Disney's upcoming film, Wish, will explain how this Disney tradition started... Because, yes, even wishing upon stars gets origin stories now.
0: This is
2: Ariana DeBose, such a, Oh, Sorry, go I, on.
0: I Who came up with this idea? I don't know. And why?
2: Ariana DeBose, who is now an Oscar winner, is playing Asha, uh, who seems to be the first person ever to wish upon a star. I hope they give the star, like, legs and arms and a smile and, like, sunglasses and make the star a character.
0: Yeah, I feel like there'd be a... a a big missed opportunity for your movie about a star you wish upon and not have the star be a character.
2: Even Stardust did it, guys. <laughs> it's a very fun movie.
0: Very odd movie, but a good one.
2: Uh, We got a trailer for the World War II Cat America Black Panther game.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that. That's It seems like a fun idea.
2: I probably won't play it, but mostly because I don't play a lot of games anymore because I'm just busy, but it looks fun.
0: I'm excited because the premise is cool, and the director of the first three Uncharted games, she's directing it, and it, um, is already a big plus for me.
2: Here's what's funny to me. You can play as uh, not T'Challa. You can play as um, Black Panther, you can play as Captain America, or two other guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems like there should have been, like, why couldn't it have been Bucky as, you know, to be the other person to play as or, like, another prominent character from Black Panther lore to play as instead of just a random soldier. Like, seems weird.
2: Azuri is T'Challa's grandfather, so T'Chaka's dad, who's in the suit in this game as Black Panther. We have Steve Rogers, and then we have Gabriel Jones, a U.S. soldier, and then Nanali, a leader of of Wakandan Spy Network. Cool. Dibs on Gabriel Jones, I guess. Dibs on Nanali, I guess. (laughs) Like, it's odd that those are maybe they're cool characters still to play as but if you ought to pick them over you could have Wolverine in there like he's around in the same area yeah. you could have uh, fucking Sabretooth in there <laughs> there are yeah, other World is, War 2 characters
0: this isn't like the movies where you have big rights issues you can use any of the characters for the games <laughs>
2: like they own what Fox music movie rights now for X-Men so they could use X-Men characters in this if that was an issue odd I
0: don't know
2: still cool Yeah. they also announced a switch exclusive called Disney Illusion Island it's a four player cooperative performer where you can play as Mickey, Minnie, Donald and Goofy it's available in the the digital shop
0: cool neat
2: yay on everything so far pretty much
0: pretty much yeah
2: um what else happened Josh
0: I think I'm on a site
2: called Tom's Guide it's made by Tom's List I don't know who Tom is but he has a good list for me of uh, things that happened in D23 (laughs) Thanks, Tom. (laughs) Oh, we got a Tron game. Tron Identity is a PC and console game where you play as Query, a detective program tasked with solving a mystery of an unprecedented crime in the Tron game universe, in the grid. Yeah, you jump into the grid and you'll interrogate suspects and there's branching dialogue. It
0: seems so weird that Disney has not really capitalized on Tron as a video game series yet because that's its entire thing is being a video game and the only games were for the movie when that came out like a decade
2: ago. Also, the game is just bikes and discs.
0: Yeah, but they're discs you throw and people turn into pixelated blocks.
2: You know, you (laughs) right. We got a trailer for... Like
0: a Tron VR game.
2: That's what we ha- it's called Echo Josh. Come on. <laughs> uh that is true. Uh we got a trailer for Return to Monkey Island. It's a game. Oh yeah, that is a Disney game. I don't know what this is.
0: It uh it's a point and click uh choose your adventure kind of game. It was big on PC uh, back in the nineties and it's had multiple versions. I think this is a remake of one of them. Um uh, I haven't played the series, but I've heard good things about it
2: nice we got a few other small things like that we got apparently the ant Am- and the Wasp Quantumania trailer dropped while they were, like they were there uh, to only in the audience that was there which is frustrating and supposedly Kang's suit is incredible thanks soups. <laughs> can I see it <laughs> <laughs> uh, no hate your suit I'm not saying hating on anyone I'm just like I wish we could everyone kept tweeting guys this looks so cool and spoiling this teaser why are they allowed to tweet about this stuff why are they allowed yeah. to, to to describe what's <laughs> happening on these screens that we can't see?
0: Why can't someone just wear spy glasses and take photos or videos of what's happening, at least, please? Here's... If you're going to tweet about it, then at least show us.
2: So, nay for not showing us in the Quantumania trailer.
0: Nay. I don't want to see, but if you're going to start talking about it, then might as well show me.
2: Loki Season 2 was announced again, but we also got <laughs> a new cast announcement with Kehe Kwan, who you know from the Goonies, from Indiana Jones 2, from... Uh, everything ever all at once he is joining as a member of the TVA
0: they better give him a good sizable role in this I, if not i will be furious
2: <laughs> i sure it is because he was there like at the panel he's actually playing uh Kang another that variant
0: <laughs> <laughs> that'd be
2: great but it looks really fun uh still collects see one a lot it's really good time it's really good time josh it is a good time it is good time Kehei Kwan ye always give him more things to do you see the picture of him hugging Harrison Ford?
0: That was the so best sweet. thing to come out of this.
2: It really was. Also, they showed a clip slash trailer, again, only for the audience, for Indiana Jones 5 with Harrison Ford again. And with... Who else is that person? Who was he with?
0: Uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Thank you.
2: Um, Who's playing, I think, his goddaughter in this. Anyway. You're telling me that
0: they didn't continue the amazing setup from Crystal Skull of Shia LaBeouf being the next Indiana Jones?
2: It's still canon, apparently, but they're kind of ignoring his son now.
0: <laughs> probably probably best. Probably a good thing to do right Yeah, now.
2: <laughs> but I've never seen Harrison Ford this excited and choked up and emotional ever. At the, like, the, There's clips shown of him talking about this panel saying, and this one's really good, guys, I promise. And he's, like, smiling and he gets choked up. I'm like... And he's so excited to talk about Nina Jones. But why do you hate Han Solo then? It's the same character, just a different font.
0: I I don't know, but it's always funny to me just watching interviews of him talking about Han Solo. And you could just see, like, he's just like, please kill me. I hate this so much. It's very funny. And, then, and now with this, it's just like he is—he so, loves his character. He's so passionate about it. And, like, that makes me happy. Also, James, Man- James Mangold directing it is easily the best thing for it. For also, Mikkel- Mads
2: Mikkelsen is the villain
0: ah i love the mickelson man
2: um and toby jones is also on board somewhere that's know. fun and it's got antonio banderas in this movie who was just an uncharted maybe exact same character who knows it's, it's all the same world but it's really weird to me seeing like when it comes to star wars he's like i don't care what you do and can play han solo whatever happens happens it's Indiana Jones like this part might better die with me I'm Indiana Jones forever how dare all of you suggest anyone else
0: <laughs> I I remember way back when after Guardians people were fan casting Chris Pratt for Indiana Jones because that was like a big rumor that was happening he was in talk as well yeah yeah and then Ford was just like that ain't happening ever I am Indiana Jones
2: <laughs> it's very funny um we have another controversial thing for most people and that's with the Thunderbolts Cast announcement, and it's controversial for like three or four reasons. Uh, one of which, or well, let's go, let's go down the list first. Thunderbolts. Uh, let's let's talk about who's on the roster of this team. It's a Marvel movie, by the way. If you do not know, it's in the MCU. Julia Louis Dreyfus coming back as the as the Contessa Valentina. We have Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Then we have Red Guardian. David Harbour returns alongside Florence Pugh returning back as Elena Belova, and we got. Bucky as Winter Soldier back again. The U.S. agents back, and Taskmaster is back. Um, it is a very white team. <laughs> it's people have pointed out it's it's four women and three men, uh, and that's like cool. We have more women now. I love that. People got mad about that, of course. Uh, people mostly are upset. It's it's a very white team, so it's lack of diversity and and who's on the team as well as lack of diversity and people are complaining in the power sets of these team because it's uh red guardian us agent and sebastian stans bucky are all variants of super soldiers and yelena and taskmaster are both like black widow trained kind of people uh and they're all hand-to-hand combat fighters besides ghost who's just the only one with powers
0: yeah I kind of go back and forth on that of them having like very similar power sets like while it would be interesting for there to be variety what's probably the mission or whatever they're doing will probably not require them to you know have you know fantastical powers or stuff like that plus I really like a lot of these characters and I think it'll be fun to see a lot of them interact with each other for the first time or to just even interact with each other again
2: people are complaining that there's no Zemo no Abomination no Red Hulk Red Hulk can't happen Uh, literally
0: can't (laughs)
2: Yeah, well, you could recast, I guess, but John Hurt passed away, who's playing Thaddeus Ross, a.k.a. the Red Hulk. Um, Abomination could happen, I guess.
0: But with how and it still is and She-Hulk, I don't think it It will. still
2: can happen. Like There's still more characters than this that could occur. Yeah, now it's these characters. That doesn't mean it's the end of all be all of the entire film, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, and, and I guess if they want to stand out from, like, Suicide Squad or both of them I think that having them like really ha- like lean into a lot of them having similar powers is a way to stand out but is it the best way I don't really know
2: my biggest problem with this is that it it's not really the Thunderbolts in any capacity it doesn't feel like a Thunderbolts team do you know what the Thunderbolts really are in the comics Josh
0: they're not the evil Avengers that's because that's the dark Avengers
2: right and then this is closer. this team right here feels more like the secret Avengers which is a similar-ish team um the Secret Avengers, Avengers happen when the Avengers aren't really, or are really kind of away in disarray, and we have a new team come in, kind of just to help pick up pieces. But also, when the Avengers are also gone, there's a team assembled by Baron Zemo, who, and it's called the Thunderbolts, uh, who, so he assembles a team of completely villains um, who are disguising themselves as heroes and, quote unquote, doing good superheroing uh, as a new team of superheroes, but really they're just doing a lot of evil as the Thunderbolts actually are. This team isn't really that at all. And there's been two versions of Thunderbolts since then, one assembled by Hawkeye. That was not like this at all.
0: My guess with this is that they probably think that they're being brought together for, like, an Avengers-type thing and that they're going to be doing good because most of them are heroes. And then they find out, like, oh, we're not doing good things. This is bad. And then, like... And then some people like within the team could be like, hold on, now I think this is pretty fun. I think we're do. I think we are doing good. And like some quarrel within the team, maybe that's the angle they're going.
2: That's right? still not really the Thunderbolts, though. That's my point. My thing with that also is that the most level-headed person on this team is probably Bucky, and that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> huh? What could happen to me is that they they aren't really the Thunderbolts. Like Zemo, considering this movie in the background as a villain, still assembling a team of villains, and they could be taking him down who knows we don't know what's really really going on here Um, we don't know anything about this movie at all (laughs) so we see this lineup of characters and it might not be the Thunderbolts. really it might be a Suicide Squad type thing we don't know what's going on fully Um, but yay because there's no Nazis on board quite yet (laughs) I've been upset about this for a while because they keep using Zemo because he's really just a Nazi Uh, also odd because Contessa is a member of Hydra in the comics Similar thing there. Uh, All a little weird, but here we have really, like, Florence Pugh was brainwashed, never actually a villain. Um, Sebastian Stan was brainwashed, never really a villain. The U.S. agent was just trying to do good, in his eyes, like he was was trying to do good. David Harbour was trying to do good. The only one who had, had literal free will and did bad stuff still was Ghost. So they're not really a team of villains at all.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, but I'm still excited.
2: I'm excited right now. I'm just like, it's not. You could just call it a different name. You could just call. If this was called the Secret Avengers, I'd have no qualms. You know what I mean?
0: Mm. -hmm.
2: Anyway, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we got what else happened? We got oh, a lot of Star Wars stuff. I don't. We got the Andar trailer.
0: I've been hearing great things about it. I'm very excited for it now.
2: Uh, yes, I will say we got, I saw a first look of this while watching Rogue One, and it was like, uh, in the theaters again. It had one scene just out of context playing. <laughs> it was very weird. And i told you this before. They had just in the in the scene there were chains dangling from like in the room they were in, um, and they kept having the chains like in the wind sound effect in the background, like in the sound design. Uh, but none of the chains on screen ever moved, like an, even a centimeter. Like there was no wind, clearly so it was very odd like, this does not match what's happening on screen are you claiming there's chains in the background clinging every time we change the angle nothing's moving <laughs> so it's very weird Um, so there might be some weird sound design stuff from this show you might notice but other than that I rewatched Rogue One like I said casting and Andor is fantastic I don't think he needs a whole show around him but I'm really excited to see this still I love Rogue One I know you don't like it as much as I do now probably but I love Rogue One seeing it again
0: well, I'm going to be rewatching it before Andor comes out, so hopefully my opinion will change on it.
2: Also, once She-Hulk is done, we'll be doing a catch-up on every episode that we since episode 2 to the end of the show, because we didn't talk about episode 3 or 4, or now 5, because we just didn't bring them up before. And we will when it's all done as a big finale wrap-up of, here's what we thought about all of She-Hulk, because it feels weird doing it every single episode, like, here's what happened, kind of thing. Yeah. Why does this page keep resetting?! Tom, fix your guide. Oh <laughs> uh, We got the Willow poster and, again, teaser. No, just, just poster. Willow, based on the movie that happened in the 90s with Warwick Davis. I think it was the 80s. 80s
0: late 80s, early 90s, something yeah. like that. I don't, know. I don't know. Lucas produced it and Ron Howard directed it.
2: Right, and I've still never seen it, so I should watch it.
0: Yeah, I'll watch it before the show comes out. It looks good. Yeah. I do love the announcement teaser that they did like a few years ago, and it was it was Warwick Davis going up to like the cast, like talking about to them about it. Um, it was I can't remember the exact context, but it was
2: really funny. Did you see um, the Mando season three trailer?
0: I did. I'm very excited. I love me some Mando.
2: We got the Werewolf by Night teaser. Which is so uh, fun.
0: This looks like it's going to be an absolute delight, and I'm very excited. Looks- I hope that if this is successful, that they do more just random stuff like this that doesn't necessarily have to tie into anything, but can be highly stylized and very different.
2: We're getting Jack Russell, the werewolf. We're getting, which I love his name is Jack Russell, look like, like the dog breed Jack Russell, Russell Terrier. So fun. <laughs> uh, we got the man thing, which surprised me to see man thing ever brought to screen ever. He's kind of like Swamp Thing, but a lot weirder. Man Thing's really cool. Uh, we got a lot of cool characters in this. It seems like fun, horror. I'm fine with that. Can't be.
0: Yee.
2: Although it was apparently cut down by half of its runtime because the, and, uh, while shooting it because the actor hated wearing the suit. Dang. So. Well, it might, but hey,
0: at least there was an actual suit and it wasn't CG.
2: It might be worse now because they cut out half of the film. <laughs> it was an hour well, long, now it's 30 minutes.
0: We'll see. Hopefully.
2: We got the Secret Invasion teaser with Nick Fury. That looks so fun and so great. I wish it was a movie. It should have been a movie.
0: It really seems like it should be a movie, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt.
2: Also, the story should not be one that you were able to miss. You know what I mean? Secret Invasion with the Skrulls feels like it should be a worldwide event and not a background thing that you can skip past, which most of the shows, a lot of people I know just don't watch the shows, genuinely.
0: Well, from what we've seen, there is a very large presence of people watching it like on the internet. So there is a good amount of people watching this stuff.
2: Armor Wars got reannounced because people forgot about it at Comic-Con because they didn't, they didn't put in the slate. <laughs> I don't know what it's happened funny to me.
0: It's just like, we are still doing this. This is a thing.
2: It's really funny to me because they never announced people that was this canceled because no one. They announced like 20 movies on their slate and they're like, Armor Wars isn't part of this now. But Don... I think
0: Feige is just getting, like, so overloaded that it because it might not be, like, super important. And then people are just like, where is it? He's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot we're doing that.
2: It's got a new logo, which I like, I like the new logo a lot, like the arc reactor and the, O. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. They showed a panel for Echo, and what's really fun about that is after the panel, because D'Onofrio was on stage as Kingpin, he stayed on stage afterward and said, talked to, uh, to Feige and said, well, what about my show? And he, and he was on my show, referring to Daredevil Born Again show. And then Charlie Cox walked on stage to the microphone and said, You mean my show? And the whole audience yeah. cheered. That's really That's fun. Great. Yeah. And the best part of that, about that to me is I showed the logo. It's a new logo. It's got the double D. <laughs>
0: I've been waiting.
2: I've complained put us to you many times. The suit's great. Give him the double D on his chest. <laughs> I will not wait until he has two Ds. Do not clip that out of context, please. <laughs>
0: I just, I pray that Foggy and Karen, uh, they keep the same cast and that they come back.
2: Uh, it looks like they're going to. They, they're both, Karen Page, actor, says teased that on Twitter oh, numerous thank, times. Oh, thank God. Spoilers for Hawkeye, so you can skip past the timestamps down below, but he got shot in the, in the face and we thought he was dead. No, we didn't think he was dead. After he took a car and arrow to the chest, he was fine. So it's clear he clearly did not kill him and fireworks to the chest. Uh, the gun, now he just has an eye patch, which I think is really funny. <laughs> Which is just like how it is in the comic as well. It's a very iconic cover of Echo shooting him in the face, and then he gets back up afterwards. Next issue with an eye patch. Same thing happens here. And he's my thought is, can we have more villains for Daredevil besides Kingpin? Because season one, season three is Kingpin of the show, uh, the, the Netflix show. How many times can Matt Murdock beat up this this man?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, this is 18 episodes, so there probably will so be 18 more typical villains. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode, it's him beating him up, and Fisk just breaking out of jail.
2: Yep. Um. Cool. D twenty three audiences got to see a clip of Charlie Cox's appearance as Daredevil from She-Hulk. Again, we have not seen that clip fully. Actually, we did get they got, did get shown. The teaser got shown of that. We got they got that second half of She-Hulk teaser shown to the audience. I watched parts of it. I tried to not see all of it because I wanted to have some mystery still. But I'm excited to see him. Fully coming to show on you for an episode. E. Yeah. Um. But also, it's not his show, so people no. wanting to watch the show just for him watch the show for She which is a really fun time. It's not like a it's masterpiece. So it's not like a masterpiece, but it's like it's true to the character and it's great.
0: Tatiana Maslany is great and is having so much fun and I love it.
2: Also, that one guy fumbled the bag when he wanted to date her but not date Jen. In Idiot. Episode, yeah. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson returns as the leader in the Captain America New World Order film. Guys, for all you (laughs) saying things like, well, what happened to Mordo? Well, for everyone saying, well, what happened to this other character who was set up? Give it time. They'll return.
0: (laughs) They'll return. It it could take
2: a while, but it'll happen. It could take over a decade, but they'll come back. (laughs) So the leader was shown getting his head all grown big juices uh, at the end of Incredible Hulk. (laughs) And now he's back. Cool. Neat. He's the villain, but it's really weird that a Hulk villain is the villain in the Samuels' Captain America film instead of, like, the Serpent Society or any Captain America villain. Look, so I have no ton... idea
0: what this film is going to be like. All I know is that I'll be there day one.
2: Um, I'm not even going to get into the blatant anti-Semitism that's that's being thrown with that this film's happening with the casting of Sabra. Uh, I'm not going to get into that today because I will rant too much. I don't want to do it. Uh, they should not have brought this, one of the characters that they're bringing into this film into this film. I will say that. Sabra is a character who you should not have on screen. They should be in the past. Um, Josh, do you aware of, this, of what's happening here?
0: Well, I'm aware, and hopefully Marvel is seeing people like, saying, uh, baby, don't do this. Bad idea. And hopefully they change their mind.
2: It's a messed up character. It's also a propaganda character, like America was, but it's done so poorly, and it's reeking of anti-Semitism against Jewish people. And it might be slightly better if they made Moon Knight not throw Yamaka on the ground and crush it, if they made Moon Knight actually be fully Jewish and admire and respect it, if they made Spider-Man be Jewish like he's supposed to be, if they made America be Jewish like he's supposed to be, you know, any of those things. But we're moving past that. Because we got more D23 news. Um the thing that it said last episode about Inside Out 2 coming out was proven to be true from the D23. That's cool.
0: I am very excited to see what this will be like, and I'm ready to get my heart ripped out again.
2: The Marvels is gonna be a body swapping no, like position swapping film where the three Marvels, Spectrum, Captain Marvel, and Miss Marvel Monica Rambeau, Carol Danvers, and Iman Vellani's character, Kamala Khan, all just swap places around each other throughout the film, and they have to work together that way, which is the exact premise of the Minecraft minigame Death Swap, but in that you're trying to kill your opponent. (laughs) So, that's fun. This seems like a really fun, goofy time, and I'm so here for it.
0: I already love just seeing the -the behind-the-scenes videos of them at D23 just, like, interacting with each other. I'm like, man, this is gonna be a fun time. I love how happy Iman Vellani was. She I there was a video from Fandango of them just like talking to her there and she was just like, you know, going off like, I met this person, I met this person, oh my gosh, it was so cool just like talk- talking to all of them. I'm like, it's very nice to see an actual fan just like getting to geek out over being in this universe.
2: I the next thing I'll say here before this all uh, before the D twenty three section ends, is that we got a teaser that we actually got to see for the Percy Jackson The Lightning Thief show season. And the, the only line in the whole thing that we. It, the line in the teaser, first off, looks incredible. Yes. Everyone looks great. And I think they actually did darken Walker Scobell's hair. So he's blonde. People kept complaining he was blonde because Percy has like slick black hair in the book. And his hair looks browner here. Did it look darker to you too? I couldn't really
0: tell. It could, I don't think they're really going to change it. It could have just been like a lighting thing.
2: But this looks so much fun. They're all wearing the right shirts, all the right ages. They all have, oh, this cast has already been great. But he says the line, the, the first line in the first book is, look, I didn't want to be a half-blood. And that's also a line in this, as in the teaser. And, like, this is great. Rick Riordan this, is so involved in this, and I'm so happy.
0: It looks like it was made by people that actually liked the source material, unlike the first so, film. So,
2: what's funny is I just finished the casino part in the book.
0: Ah, oh, it's a great, that's a great part
2: it's a fun book I'm I hate that i seen the movie because it because I know the end what happened like the who was behind some things now, but the you...
0: reveal the reveal and how it all ends is very different okay good there, there, there's a lot of things that got changed or cut um, from the movie that are different
2: that's our D23 stuff Josh on to the news ready for it wow that was D23
0: there certainly <laughs> were things announced
2: <laughs> actually, Josh, I have more thoughts on that uh, Percy Jackson series. Ah, yes,
0: he is becoming one of us.
2: Last, when we, that section we just, you just heard, everyone, was I said I was still reading the book. At this point, I've finished the book, and I'm about to go get Sea of Monsters tomorrow. So.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've actually ever finished the last book in the series.
2: Of which of the two series is, Or three Both. series? Both. Okay.
0: <laughs> I think a sequel series, I left off on the fourth one, I think.
2: Did you finish the last of the first series? No. Okay. I think I,
0: I would always start it, but for some reason I would never finish it, and I don't know why.
2: I will say, having seen the movie having seen the Lightning Thief movie multiple times, it's still fine, but it's really messy, and I don't even remember the end of the movie because it's so different.
0: I despise it, both from an adaptation standpoint and just from a fantasy movie standpoint.
2: Like, I generally don't mind when adaptations change a lot of stuff. It just can be on its own. Like the Ready Player One movie, I think is a fine movie. I think it's okay. But the, the book's a lot better. It's just different. Um, it's just
0: more boring.
2: The movie? Yes. Yes, I agree. <laughs> also, that none of what happens makes make sense in that movie because anyone on Reddit would have solved those problems really fast. Whereas in the book, it actually was like complex, interesting, deep things.
1: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
0: but like you could have seen luke you know what happens with him like coming from a mile away
2: you're talking about lady thief i was referring to bread of one just then sorry
0: Agreed on the Ready Player One. I suspend my disbelief on that a lot, but I still have fun with it.
2: Yes, but anyway, in Lightning Thief, the movie-wise, so I guess spoilers for a movie that came out, what, 20 or 15 years ago, whatever? time isn't real. Um, It's... Okay, look. (laughs) The casino scene in in the book is worse than the movie. I stand by that. Everything else, though, in the book is better.
0: Yeah, my my one of my biggest issues is the plot of the book is kind of just like they don't know where they're going or really what they're doing you have a vague idea and they're just going for it there's just these kids that are just going to just find this thing and the movie is just like here's a map and here are the destinations that you must go to yeah what
2: well, was the pearls in the, in the book it's his dad gives him a gift in the water through a, a dolphin and it's like interesting he gets like pulled down there riding on like a shark or something it's cool however and they're, he has no idea, what they're, no idea what they're for. They're just kind of meaningless pearls. He's like, when you need them, they'll be used for you or whatever. But yeah. in the movie, it's like, this is our our goal is to get these three pearls. It'll help us escape the underworld. Well, thanks for spelling out the one mystery in the book. <laughs> well, not one of the mysteries, but. Also, I'm Ares s- and Kronos in the book were a huge like, idea and thing. <laughs> not in the movie.
0: Yeah, like, setting up, like, Kronos, like, you know, as the big bad of the series, not at all in the movie, and then Ares also is just not there.
2: I don't know, why did Luke, in the movie, steal the lightning bolt?
0: I think is to get back at the gods, I think that was just his motivation, similar similar to the book, but there's no exploration of his character. At least in the book, there was, you know, the mystery of, like, who stole it, and then, like, you know... Percy starts to put together, oh, wait, it was Luke. Like, because it makes sense.
2: Also, when I was reading the book, I expected a rooftop water fight that I never got. Because Be, th-
0: <laughs> be thankful. That was very boring in the movie.
2: <laughs> Instead, well, I, I think the Scorpion might have been a bit more boring, but it's whatever. Again, spoilers for the book that I just finished that Josh and no else in the world is already about. So, Josh, we have actual news, though. A lot of it. we got to get through it. So, you ready?
0: Crazy, sure.
2: The Emmys happened.
0: They did. People won things.
2: Are you excited to talk about the Emmys?
0: I've seen te- I've seen TV. Have you? Some.
2: Ted Lasso won Outstanding Comedy Series, which I'm glad. It's a very great, happy, great show. All nominees for that were Abbott Elementary, Barry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, What We Do in the Shadows. I just realized I cannot do that for all of these because that'd be insane. So <laughs>
0: it's what what I've been noticing more with like the Emmys compared to like the Oscars, the Emmys, TV has gotten consistently better over the years, like the past 10 years or so. So it's a lot harder to make up like the choices of like who's gonna win like best show, acting, writing, whatnot. Cause like TV is very good, but movies, it's kind of stayed the same, like, you know, throughout the years. It's so just like you'll get like you know the bad films and the good films, and so it's easier to judge on that.
2: Sadie Stink should have been nominated, though, for Best Supporting Actress.
0: There's there's a lot of things that should have been nominated. Actually, that weren't.
2: who is the... Supporting versus lead actors in Stranger Things, it's an ensemble show. I don't know what Yeah, call so the lead. I knew in season one, but...
0: Yeah, but especially for season four it's a bit harder.
2: I'm looking at the nominees for uh, Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series. It's very white and Donald Glover. <laughs> like, it's one, two, three, four, five white guys, and and Donald Glover, who's not a white guy, and it's just like, I think we didn't have um. Also, two of them are old white guys.
0: <laughs> what was it what was it uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short? Yep.
2: <laughs> um, Donald Glover, Bill Hader, Nicholas Holt, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Jason Statham won that category overall. What do you think of the categories and like, the wins we got?
0: I think the wins that we got. I think again compared to like the Oscars. I'm very happy and satisfied with people that, you know, won. I don't think there's one that's just like, oh, it should have been like this one because of this reason. Ah, oh, it's so bad. But like, no, I'm just like, I've heard great things about it. So good for them for winning.
2: Have you seen Hacks?
0: I haven't. I've heard very good things, though.
2: Because Deborah Vance won for Outstanding Lead Actress in a comedy series and that. I don't know. I've never heard that show until today. I like how there are four outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series, there are three actors from Ted Lasso nominated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ted Lasso is a good show. It's a very
2: good show. I have not watched TV. I don't watch shows anymore, so this is interesting looking at this list. Of course, Ted Lasso has many, 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 many wins. I mean, it deserves it, but also, a little crazy how many wins it got. Although, Outstanding Writing for a comedy series went to Abbott Elementary for Pilot. For the pilot?
0: It's, it's, it's very funny.
2: <laughs> Worth watching?
0: Oh, um, for sure.
2: Succession was nominated for Outstanding Drama Series over Euphoria, Stranger Things Season 4, Squid Game, Severance, Ozark, Better Call Saul, and Yellow Jackets. Which I find yeah, surprising.
0: But, like, I've heard, I've heard Succession Season 3 is very good. And, like, from the shows, all those that I've seen, like, it's a tough competition. My personal pick, just because I love it and I haven't seen all of them. Yeah, that was. But they did say because, like, the season. Not Euphoria,
2: Josh. You love Euphoria Season 2.
0: Look, I'm surprised I got nominated outside (laughs) of Zendaya's nomination. People love that show still. Oh, boy. But I think they said that because of, like, the last half of the final season of Bear Call Saul, that last half can still be nominated in next year's Emmys. So there's still a chance (laughs) uh, for it to win.
2: Stranger things, season four does not deserve the nomination. I don't think, t- technically speaking. But like, it was really well, technically. But I think I I'm so hit and missing that season as a whole. Thinking about it more and more, I don't know. It was. I, it was. I fun. still love it. Yeah, it was fun.
0: I think it's just it's similar to the Oscars. It came close to like you know when the nominations were going, so it was fresh on their minds.
2: Do you think Bob Odenkirk deserves his nomination for, for Better Call Saul?
0: He what? He should win. But he was very good. Everyone that was nominated from what. From what I've seen and what from what I've heard is very good, but it's just a kind of a personal bias, just because I've seen you know be- everything at Better Call Saul, and I'm like it's been nominated for almost fifty Emmys and hasn't won a single one, which is insane to me.
2: Are you surprised Ndea won her Emmy?
0: No, not at all.
2: <laughs> She's so talented. She d-
0: she deserves that win.
2: I've not watched Succession. But I really really need to. I think I want I want to watch soon Succession and Severance. Christopher Walken think, is in Severance?
0: John is Turturro's
2: in Severance? Oh, he dude, is. I need to watch this show.
0: Well, I think most of the first season is directed by Ben Stiller.
2: Oh, that's fantastic. He's a great great director.
0: It's very good.
2: Anyway, yeah, the Emmys happened overall, yay or nay, Josh.
0: I get I give it yay. It's better than the Oscars.
2: Yay! We have Titans news. Two things of Titans news.
0: God damn it. <laughs>
2: We got our first look at Lex Luthor, played by Titus Williver in Titans Season 4, which also means we are, Josh, we are getting Season 4.
0: Oh, I know. I'm not happy about There's
2: it. There's a picture of uh, the actor playing Lex. He's got a beard. Lex has been bearded now in the past two live-action interpretations. With this and Supergirl and Lois. Not Supergirl and oh, Lois. Oh,
0: I, I remember this guy. I've seen him in things. Superman
2: and Lois, my bad. Who is he? Titus Williver? I'm looking him up.
0: What he has him? been in... Um, he was in the Ben Affleck movies The Town, Argo And he was in the fourth Transformers he But he's, he's done a lot of other stuff
2: I've seen him in Nothing, that's fun Wait, he's in Finding Dory? Is that true? Hold on <laughs> I hope he so was in,
0: He was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was Felix Blake
2: I, I've watched three episodes of that show I couldn't stand it <laughs> Look, I'm sure Okay, don't come after me people I'm sure it's great I heard season 2 on is better But what a messy start to the show it's just, like, artifacts and fossils and flying cars. That's the show. It's very Villain of the Week, uh, Thing of the Week. And it wasn't my favorite favorite Thing of the Week show at the time. I preferred Flash at the time, so I watched that instead. Whatever. We have more Titans news. Season 4 premieres November, uh, in November, HBO Max.
0: Didn't they just finish filming it?
2: Yep, and it's already going to premiere this year.
0: Oh, God. They don't care about the effects at all. <laughs> no, they
2: do not. That's
0: such a quick turnaround. They're
2: like, we got good costumes, that's all we need.
0: That's, no. If anything, your effects are getting worse.
2: Okay, so here is, we got new images released for Halloween Ends, which Josh and I are seeing soon.
0: I am excited. I'm not worried, but I'm excited.
2: My birthday is October 17th, so I'm really excited to watch this the day before my birthday. (laughs) Uh, That'll be interesting.
0: I swear if it it ends with Michael still being alive, but they're... But then it'll be like no more. I was like no, it's called ends. Let he gives it end. up.
2: He stops. He becomes reformed.
0: He's <laughs> just like I don't want to stab anymore.
2: I mean, we talked about Halloween kills on this podcast, so you guys can listen to that episode. Uh, that was like episode I don't know, twelve or something. I don't know. I don't keep track. It was, it was a mess.
0: <laughs> what a fun mess.
2: Nothing happened.
0: <laughs> Remember though, evil dies um, tonight.
2: I had a dream about Halloween and kills. Specifically about how nothing, not just not nothing mattered, but why did the mom go in the house at the end?
0: Because she has a feeling. Also,
2: how did he escape the police at the end? How did any of that, that...
0: Remember, he is very sneaky and he can walk fast.
2: He teleports.
0: Exactly. We have established this.
2: But images look fine. Yeah. Northman, Josh... We have
0: movie. We saw it. We did. Uh it, it has... had screaming men in it.
2: It and naked men.
0: That too. Fighting on lava.
2: It spoilers. It finally has become profitable thanks to VOD and home media markets because it was not profitable in theaters.
0: Crazy. It's almost like, you know, putting a movie out for profit in any kind of way will lead to profit.
2: It uh Well, I'm glad it finally became profitable. Cause it's very good.
0: Yes, it is very good. If you haven't seen it yet, please see it.
2: It's very intense, though. Oh yes. We watched that on, on for his birthday, Josh's birthday. We watched that and a double feature of The Unbearable Way of Massive Talent back to back.
0: What a wonderful time that was.
2: What a, I don't remember which one came first? Unbearable we saw the the Cage one yeah. first. that was a, a weird, stark turnaround. <laughs> oh, I did recently a double feature of Barbarian followed by The Batman. That was that a weird. Is... Weird thing. Yep. <laughs> uh, Deadpool, Josh, and Stranger Things. A weird combination you didn't think I'd probably talk about today, but we got a weird discussion on that happened. Uh, Sean Levy, who directed uh, The Adam Project, he directed a lot of Stranger Things, seasons one, two, and three, and four, and all the fun episodes and stuff. He Not all the fun episodes. He directed many episodes of the show. He also directed, um, what's that, a Ryan Reynolds movie?
0: Uh... Free Guy. Free
2: Guy. Yeah, and he is now directing Deadpool three, and he was asked jokingly about a crossover about Stranger Things and Deadpool, which makes no sense. He says, funnily enough, Ryan Reynolds and I were trying to figure out how in the world we could do Deadpool Stranger Things crossover. We haven't cracked it yet, but it's on the table. <laughs> and then he later apologized for the statement, saying, "Guys, I wasn't. I was just joking around. Um, people took it very seriously, so." Uh-
0: People on the internet take everything seriously. It's
2: like that uh, Vision thing for WandaVision. About... Yeah. That was great. Anyway, uh, yay on this very funny quote.
0: I, I like it, yay.
2: The news on this is very funny, because if we recorded this news when it was originally supposed to be recorded, Josh would have given this news piece a nay. But now he'll probably give it a Yay.
0: curious what this is now
2: A24 screenlit T West's Maxine a third film in the X franchise starring Mia Goth reprising her role again
0: yeah Yeah, that's yep yay
2: (laughs) Josh has on this podcast trashed the first film X for the whole year and now he watched it again while in a double feature with Pearl he's like this is a really good movie now
0: look People can be wrong and people can change. (laughs) It happens.
2: You do the same thing with BVS for years.
0: Again, that was a bit of a longer one, though.
2: Um, that's very funny. So, I haven't seen any of these films, but I'm giving this a I think It's funny what happened with Josh. I,
0: I, I give it a yay because I'm very curious.
2: (laughs) I loved your turnaround. That was like, wait, hold. I told you beforehand when we saw X. I said you might like it now because you already you don't have expectations this time. And you said, "Nah, I won't change. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, nah, nothing'll change." Then I watched him like, "God damn it, it changed."
2: <laughs> because I, when you go in a movie like X, the trailer has made it—you probably it presented you with some expectations for sure, even like subconsciously. Even things like this, you wanted more of a slasher kind of slasher film, which isn't really what you got, I'm sure. So there are things like that that I'm sure did not pay off, and your brain actually wanted when you first experienced it, and then you saw it again without the ex- expectations behind it. You probably just enjoyed it more that way.
0: Probably. If you want to see my full thoughts on both X and Pearl, go to my YouTube channel and see my video on it.
2: Yeah. It,
0: it's funny, on my movie shelves, X is right next to X-Men.
2: That's the same franchise. So... Ah, of course. <laughs> that'd be interesting. It's right after New Mutants. So, Josh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, launching May 12th, 23, 2020... Nope. Legend of 2023. Hmm. the level nope <laughs> every time it just keeps getting worse the Lelda of Zelda tears of the kingdom I'm not correcting at the time uh, launches May 12th 2023 these years are getting too confusing we should just cut all the years no more time
0: I'm fine with that I'm
2: so excited for this I've been waiting for, I, I'm a huge Zelda fan Josh knows I'm a huge Zelda fan he's been playing Breath of the Wild for like five years or ever now um, I'm
0: so I'm so pissed I got a new switch like you know a couple months ago <laughs> and I thought that I would transfer my saves and when I put in the SD card it needed to format it I didn't think anything of it and when I started the game my progress was gone it was like three years down the drain wonderful but
2: it will probably push you to actually play the game now
0: it, it's gonna be closer to when the next game comes out I'll finally finish it so this
2: is a sequel in the way that um hold on my brain just stopped working <laughs> This is a sequel in the way that Majora's Mask is a sequel to Ocarina of Time. It's a loose kind of... It's just a next branch of the timeline kind of thing. takes place directly afterward, pretty much. In that same art style. Whereas, there's no real sequels in Zelda. I mean, they're all sequels. The timeline's interesting. I got Josh to understand it briefly. I think he forgot about it already.
0: I just heard it's best to just ignore the timeline.
2: No! It makes complete sense. It's child, adult, and dead.
0: He's dead, but he's alive. <laughs> no,
2: it's one where he loses again in an of time. Ah, Josh,
0: I prefer to think of it as the basketball timeline.
2: That's a separate timeline, and that's from uh, the Brian David Gilbert Unravel video, which is a great video you should all watch. But anyway, I love Breath of the Wild. I love Legend of Zelda. It's my favorite game series of all time. I'm super stoked for this. Also, the art's beautiful. This game looks gorgeous.
0: I give you a, It looked pretty.
2: You could see me in the sky this time, not just on the ground. Crazy. GoldenEye happened, Josh.
0: Oh, yeah. That was a movie.
2: And a game. A popular one. So there's a, a N64 version and a Wii version, which are not the same game. Not like a remaster, It's the, a complete redone version.
0: Well, it's but, funny because, yeah, there's the N64 and then the Wii one, and then the, they... And they announced... Re- no they remastered I think the Wii one for PS3 and Xbox 360 or maybe it was a completely new one again I don't know but, but now we're
2: getting GoldenEye for the Switch online
0: good finally took them long enough what
2: a weird life this movie to have
0: <laughs> yeah
2: uh, GoldenEye on Wii is so much fun I played with you in our dorm on the Wii remotes you're not used yeah. to it at all it takes subtle movement but it's really fun it's better on a beer TV for sure.
0: We have Morbius news. Oh, Morbin!
2: It was it's it was news at the time, and the time was ten days ago, 12, twelve days ago. Like I said, this news is from a long period of time now. At the time, Morbius was the second most popular film on Netflix U.S.
0: I hate it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't like that, Josh?
0: Not a fan.
2: <laughs> I give that a yeah. I think it's hilarious.
0: I, I give it nay, because that could incentivize Sony to make a sequel.
2: They're not going to. They lost money on it twice.
0: That is true, which makes it funny again. Never mind, I give it yay. Also,
2: unrelated to anything right now, the clickers in Last of Us look terrifying.
0: <gasps> I know! I'm excited!
2: We have Joker news.
0: Oh, the jokey boy.
2: Joker folle Dio.
0: I'd say Joker the Musical.
2: Uh, yes, which I don't know why they cast a Goy as playing Harley Quinn again. Goy means non-Jew, um, and Harley Quinn is canonically Jewish in the comic every version, and she's never had a Jewish actress play her in live action or in, any, in pretty much any recent adaptation. Like, Kaylee Cuoco is not Jewish, neither was Margot Robbie, neither is Lady Gaga. I'm like, can we just cast? Because that's also an ethnic background, not just religion. Hollywood's interesting, man. Indeed but they cast Jacob Laughlin in a key Arkham Asylum role I'm guessing Jonathan Crane
0: that'd um, be interesting
2: that's what most people are speculating right now and since it's also a musical uh, that seems fun why not he'll play an inmate in, in the asylum who develops a relationship with Arthur Fleck wait what? Well, hold on hold on what kind of relationship are we talking here
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that dude's gonna be playing a bad guy for sure
2: he's an inmate for sure uh, Jacob Laughlin on INDB, he was in MUD. He was in Maze Runner, the Scorch Trials. As Eris. And the death oh he's in all of them as Eris I guess. He was in Little Accidents. He was in the Sun.
0: Maybe it's his um Robin.
2: Oh my god. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ah. That would be hilarious. Uh I don't have a, a response to this. I, I, I guess, yay?
0: Yeah! I'll give it, I'll give it a yay, just cause I, it's still a musical.
2: Showtime news, Josh. It's Showtime. Crazy. Paramount is considering shutting down the Showtime streaming service, and shift all of their content into Paramount Plus.
0: Okay, are they talking about the actual service, or the channel itself?
2: That's a good the question. Sur- I the have- service
0: makes sense in shutting that down. I don't know anyone that uses it. The Showtime streaming The channel service. doesn't make sense of shutting that down. The streaming service. Okay. That makes more sense.
2: Okay. I don't use either. <laughs> but for those of you who do, I'm so sorry. I think I have Showtime. Because like I think it came with my... I had a, a bundle with Hulu. I think Showtime came with that. I'm pretty sure.
0: It could be. Who knows?
2: Anyway... In that case, if I do, in case, have it, then nay.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Gotham Knights TV show news, Josh.
0: Uh, good.
2: The CW's Gotham Knights season one has begun filming. Which, which is means that
0: trailer was the pilot.
2: Or they just filmed the trailer if they thought that would be a cool trailer to have.
0: Well, whoever thought that's a fucking idiot. <laughs>
2: um... I'm so confused by this show. Also, the Joker's I, daughter is working with other, like, heroes, and it's... What is happening? Why does the Joker have a daughter? What is this show?
0: Again, I really don't think the CW reads the comics also, in any kind of capacity this at not, this point.
2: this is not the Gotham Knights game, everyone. Different thing.
0: They are, I love that even the Gotham Knights game has separate itself from the show. They're just like, we're not affiliated with this. <laughs>
2: uh yay or nay on this news josh
0: i give it a hard nay but also a hard yay you because i want what? to see the train wreck that this is
2: i give it a nay because it's going to lead to more confusion we have spooky news and it's almost halloween so that's fun Ooh.
0: spooky spook
2: melissa barrera who was in the scream 2022 film um talked about scream 6 being set in new york city makes it 20 times more horrifying it's awful in a city like New York City, everyone is kind of doing their own thing, and someone is screaming for help, and no one will come for their help. So, there's, so they're setting Scream 6 in New York City, which is already – it's really interesting. I <laughs> guess it's like in the open on the streets.
0: They better do the poster similar to how they did the Friday the 13th where Jason was in uh, Manhattan, whatever that one was called. Jason takes Manhattan or whatever it was. <laughs>
2: Yes, uh, this is interesting news. While
0: well, I personally don't want the series to continue, this does intrigue me.
2: You've given it this, every Scream 6 news, you keep flip-flopping on yay and nay.
0: So I'm I- aware, it's fine.
2: Okay, I give this a yay, because I think it's really funny to set this not in a small town for once. Or a college yeah. campus. Actually, the college campus is really cool as an idea. I like that a lot. Um, Scream 2 is good. Anyway. Fun time. David Harbor is playing Santa Claus. This uh, he's playing Santa Claus in a movie called *Violent Night*, like *Silent Night*, and the tagline is "You better watch out." And he looks gruff. He's got a big gray beard, a candy cane in his mouth like a cigar. Uh, it's an action thriller following Santa Claus as he saves a kidnapped family from mercenaries on Christmas Eve.
0: I love this trend of Santa Claus just being a badass. Cause there's the there's the mel gibson one that came out a couple years ago um not it's a different premise but still santa you know using guns and being a badass now we have this this is a fun trend
2: this is it's wild do you enjoy kurt russell santa claus
0: he's got a magnificent beard in that so yes I
2: mean, it's not a real beard it's fake
0: i don't care it's beautiful
2: it is beautiful <laughs> david harbour again
0: <laughs> crazy the man's everywhere
2: he really is He has gotten some work now He has been cast In Neil Blomkamp's Live action Gran Turismo film For the Playstation Movies Thing Now they're doing
0: Why are they making Another Racing movie Based on a racing Video game series People have done this before And it never ends well Just I don't Why are they doing this again
2: Give us Hot Wheels movies That's all we need
0: <laughs> I would Prefer that Cause Maybe it could be like Battleship where They had to race aliens Or something
2: you know, I think Vin Diesel was once cast in a Hot Wheels movie.
0: That does not surprise me.
2: And then it didn't happen.
0: No, uh, it did. It's called the Fast and the Furious. No, no,
2: it was because of that.
0: God, that what that'd be a genius casting choice of just getting the cast of Fast and Furious <laughs> and just putting them in the Hot Wheels movie.
2: What would the plot of Hot Wheels even be?
0: I don't care. Just make it another Fast and Furious movie, but just call it Hot Wheels.
2: But yay for david harper doing more movies he's great i give yay all that they're doing playstation studios now is a thing it's a little odd but
0: well they're they're really going deep into being like all right let's let's do video game adaptations right because you know it's our stuff so we know what we're doing
2: like uncharted was fun
0: i really liked uncharted
2: mm-hmm. and you love the games, so that's big praise indeed Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania writer Jeff Loveness will write that movie. Which, I have mm-hmm. no bar for that since we haven't seen him write Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania yet.
0: I mean, obviously, because, you know, Kang is in that so, like, you know, probably... It's
2: probably, probably, makes probably sense good.
0: Right, The Kang Dynasty.
2: He was a writer for the Oscars. Cool. Hold on. He was a writer for... Jimmy Kimmel Live, 68th Primetime Emmys. Oh, he's a Rick and Morty writer, Josh.
0: People getting pissed that Rick and Morty writers are getting work in movies. I'm like, the show is smart. Like, you guys are just still hung up on the Pickle Rick shit.
2: It's called Quantumania. Rick and Morty makes sense for that writer to do it
0: like there's a lot of really smart and funny sci-fi concepts in Rick and Morty so like this makes sense I don't get Marvel fans sometimes
2: Dan Harmon created a new widely used story structure because of Rick and Morty called the story circle he uh, he used for every exactly episode. and it's like I and use also, now for all my films
0: and also I don't think it's a stretch to say that Rick and Morty really brought multiverse like the concept into like you know the public mainstream
2: I'll give this a yay that just piss off uh, toxic fans Same. So you've watched a version of Blade Runner and you've watched 2489 many times.
0: Yes, I've only ever seen the final cut of Blade Runner.
2: A live action Blade Runner sequel series, Blade Runner 2099 is officially moving forward Amazon Prime Video. Uh, Silica Luisa will serve as a showrunner with Ridley Scott set to executive produce. He is so old now. Hold on. Ridley Scott, why are you still doing things? How old are you?
0: He's, he's got to be, like, his he's 80s 84. now. He's 84. Yeah, that sounds about right. He
2: is so out of touch, too. It's hilarious. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: This has me very excited because, like, I've seen the first two episodes of the Lord of the Rings show, and if they put in any effort, as much effort as they did for that, it's going to be fucking beautiful just so, to look at.
2: Soka Luisa was a writer and showrunner on Halo, the show. Okay. Um, She was a writer on shining girls and I think show run in that and the wilding and strange angel so she has experience in this field but I think don't know how I've only heard of one of those shows and that was Halo and people are not loving that but I don't know if it's any good or not I can't like- make
0: judgments on it because I have not seen it yet
2: it looks cool
0: anyway. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a yay because more
2: Blade Runner please. Uh, should I watch any Blade Runner film Josh
0: yes I've been <laughs> saying this for so long I know it's hilarious
2: <laughs> watching you just like get mad at me for it
0: it's they're so beautiful
2: Timothy Chalamet a while ago talked about his secret about how what's your secret for success he says <laughs> no hard drugs and no superhero movies and now apparently he heard that from DiCaprio <laughs> oh that's funny which is funny because DiCaprio was agreed to play Spider-Man in the 90s he was signed on for a Spider-Man film directed by James Cameron which had a sex scene on the Brooklyn Bridge with MJ. Weird movie idea. It was about, about puberty, and it was a very weird, weird premise.
0: I I think the funniest thing to me is you know not doing superhero movies, and like almost everyone in the Dune cast has been in at least one superhero movie, sometimes more. And I think it's really funny that he's the only one just like saying there. He's like, I want to be part of the fun.
2: And DiCaprio. You know, most superhero actors are winning Oscars, enemies now, <laughs> like.
0: Like they still have fruitful careers outside of the movies. <laughs> I don't know. Just the man finally won his Oscar. He doesn't care.
2: That's hilarious. Uh, Disney has removed the release date for Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron from their calendar officially.
0: I'm so curious what their goal with Star Wars is now, because like they seem to be going more for shows, but like these are still greenlining movies.
2: It kind of. I don't s- know. It kind of sucks that in Hollywood, often if a woman makes one film that people don't love then they become like, kind of blacklisted
0: it's very fucking stupid
2: uh, yeah like Wonder Woman the first one everyone loved it Wonder Woman 84 mixed to bad reception okay so she can try again make another film right nope guess not
0: I can understand why they canceled the star wars movies from the game of thrones writers that makes sense because game of thrones was the only good thing they had ever done until they messed it up so giving them a whole trilogy and then seeing the messy final product they're just like you know what never mind but like patty jenkins's career like wonder woman 84 is the only thing that she's done that you know you know very mixed um reception it's so like i i don't fucking know she
2: directed an episode of arrested development she directed two episodes of entourage uh, a movie called five she directed two episodes of the killing she did a lot of tv stuff before um wonder woman and then she did that greatly uh but how do I mean... so how do you live up to that again that's hard. I mean,
0: maybe maybe it could be that, you know, they're giving her, I'm going to stick on the positive side, similar to like the Ryan Johnson Star Wars trilogy, and that they're just giving them time to do what they want. Because she's still working on Cleopatra right now, so that could be why.
2: Give her her movie back, or give her a movie, I don't know. I'd like to see her I, I, try again.
0: I just want Star Wars movies to come back.
2: And or just started it.
0: I've, I've only seen the first episode so far, but my god. This is the shit I've been waiting for from Star Wars. Not only are they taking themselves seriously and making something more aimed for adults, but it actually feels unique and different. Like, that's what makes me so happy. It feels like it's a fucking drama. I've been so sick and tired of these fan service shows and everything just being just like, oh, here's a thing you remember, that means it's good. Now, this actually has fucking effort put into it, and it makes me happy.
2: I will watch it. (laughs) <laughs> it looks like the... genuinely fun i actually really really like rogue one and i think it's okay but like i like it a lot so i am excited to watch this show
0: the the first like 10 or 10 or so minutes of the first episode my god what a fucking fantastic way of setting the tone for the show that's all i'm gonna say but but it makes me very excited to see what the rest is gonna be like
2: manny jacinto has been cast in star wars the acolyte he joins amanda's amandla stenberg Lee Jung Jae and Jody Turner Smith. Cool. I like that's reported from Deadline and that, that excites me. I love um the good place. And I think he's fantastic. I'm excited to see him do a role that's not <laughs> uh not that one role, so <laughs> cool. So Constantine, as Matt Smith called it. Constantine Constantinople. <laughs> Constantine uh, is setting a sequel in place. Nope. One of ours is a Constantine sequel in place with Keanu Reeves and Francis Lawrence to reunite with Akiva Goldsman, scripting and producing with Bad Robots, J.J. Abrams, and Hannah Minghella. What? Why?
0: It has to be the craze of Keanu is my only guess, although I'm not a fan of Akiva Goldsman coming back as writing because he's written some terrible things, but he has also written some good things. It's very weird. I'm fine with the director... Being being back and Keanu starring but like I don't want this. Granted, I haven't seen the first, but I've not heard I good things.
2: I they would. I just Josh, I just told you there's a ten year plan for DC. Then they throw this in the mix. Constantine is a DC property, I, and they should recast and make a new Constantine film. with with Justice. There was Dark. supposed
0: to be a show, or it's still happening. I don't know. Again, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs>
2: John Constantine lives in a weird void, man. I don't mean in, like, in the comics, because that's also true. I mean in our reality. They keep canceling and creating projects with him all the time, and he often just pops into things, like put with the same actor, of like Matt something, and I don't know what's happened with this character in real life anymore. It's crazy.
0: I'll say yay for Keanu, and yay for finally getting uh, Abrams' DC-produced project after many years of, you know, that was supposed to be happening.
2: Nay, because this goes against the exact news that I read right prior to it, about DC's playing because it seems really confusing
0: look it's it's a burn it's a crashing ship that like you could see sinking but you can't do anything to stop it so you you might as well enjoy it
2: were you gonna say burning ship just then
0: look man it's fine either way
2: okay i have they got the metaphor i have more confusing news oh great sony has set a karate kid movie for 2024 that is described as the return of the original karate kid franchise that's what cobra kai is (laughs)
0: And what frustrates me even more about this is the creators of the show are just like, We don't have anything to do with this. We're very confused. Which means that this isn't a true continuation, but it also is. I don't get it. If it was a Cobra Kai movie set after the events of the fifth season, sure, why not? That seems fun, but apparently it's not, which makes me more confused.
2: Also alongside this, they shifted more rele- Sony also shifted release dates of Craven and Madame Webb. I don't care enough to talk about Spunk this time.
0: Oh, boo-fucking-who.
2: Oh, speaking of weird, controversial things, uh, Ezra Miller did more stuff.
0: Yay! The Ezra news section is back, baby!
2: Do you really care that much? No. Me either, cool. <laughs> Ezra's a cult leader now, question mark, and their legal issues are pretty much solved at the same time because they have a lot of money, um, which is how rich people do things, and they apparently got really protective over, over their flash ring they're always wearing to an officer because they think it's very very valuable to them and don't touch that ring um, people speculate it has cocaine oh my they have gotten women to come and worship them as the second coming of Christ or something I don't know what's happening
0: I don't know I've just i just seen care. the news I'm just like you know what this seems like the natural progression <laughs>
2: we- We went from Ezra just, like, (laughs) breaking and entering to this.
0: Sure, why not?
2: Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer will write Fantastic Four for the MCU from Deadline. Um, They reported that. Uh, Jeff Kaplan wrote for Overwatch and for World of Warcraft. That's his only, like, writing stuff. He's a game designer.
0: Again, like i like to give people the benefit of the doubt and obviously from like the cinematic cutscenes and stuff i've seen from both of those games like they're well written and like they're well produced so i think that you know obviously writing is just not you know picking a name out of like a fishbowl or something like that it's saying all right these people will write like there's there's a lot of factors that go into it and a lot of pitches and a lot of other things that go into it so clearly these two pitch something that to marvel and they're just like Okay, that sounds like it could be fun. That sounds like it could be interesting. Let's go with that one. Let's see what you guys got.
2: His writing partner, Ian Springer, is one of his only writing credits. is for Bert and Ernie's Guide to Friendship in 2013.
0: Again, they must have had a really good
2: pitch. (laughs) It it makes me a little worried, honestly, but whatever. (laughs) I I understand giving benefit of the doubt. I am giving that, but I'm still a little worried, so I'm leaning on the negative side today.
0: I mean, to be fair, you look at a lot of other writers of the MCU, and um, especially, like, recent ones, like, a lot of them have very little, like, stuff as well. And, yeah, a lot of stuff has been pretty good. So, it's just, like, I'm I'm going for it. I'm down.
2: Josh. Yes. We're getting a trailer for Mario Brothers, starring Chris Pratt as Mario and Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong and Jack Black as Bowser and Onytele Joy as, as Daisy, uh, Peach. It's a wild cast. It premieres at New York Comic Con October 6th.
0: God, I'm so excited. Pratt Bear come on stage dressed in a Mario suit using his voice after the trailer premieres. You know what this means? They better all come out in costumes.
2: Two two Geek Speak episodes from now we'll be talking about this movie. God, I can't wait. So, that's I'm giving this a hard yay. This is so much fun.
0: I don't care if it's good or bad. I'm so excited. I'm giving it a yay.
2: And the last news piece is more about Black Adam and how confusing it is. Hey, um, here you go Josh. This is the rumor according to Grace Randolph, which I don't always trust. Dwayne Johnson is supposedly supposedly pitching a Black Adam versus Justice League versus Suicide Squad movie. Maybe the appearances of Amanda Waller, Harcourt, Superman, etc. in Black Adam uh, movie leading to this event.
1: Means this... And
2: then hold on, David S Sandberg, who who directs Shazam 1 and 2, replied to that tweet with a sad, with a picture of Billy Batson consoling Shazam. <laughs> and it's really funny (laughs) and then he responded that again saying I have no idea if that's true or not but it would be pretty funny if Black Adam fights every DC character except Shazam thank you David Sandberg we're on the same page oh god I
0: I very 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 rarely trust any kind of rumor from Grace Randolph this is if this is somehow true this is asininely fucking stupid
2: I mean, she was right about most of Snyder Cut stuff because she was talking to Snyder about a lot of stuff. But besides that, yeah, it's wild. I don't trust her a lot either. But she also just trying, trying to give scoops, and if she found a scoop, she's going to try and talk about it, saying it's a this, rumor.
0: This is like the biggest ego trip possible for Dwayne Johnson to be like, I'm so powerful, I'm so strong, I can take on both the Justice League and the Suicide Squad. Okay, first off, Suicide Squad, you'll... You can kill them all in an instant. There's no contest to that. Why bother with them? Justice League again. You'll have a much difficult time with th- with them. A much difficult. Yes. And no words. I hate
2: this. Like it's every stupid. single member, I guess, besides Batman, of the Justice League could be Black Adam.
0: Like the whole point of you know making a Black Adam movie was to set him up for Shazam three. For the two of them to fight each other. Because it been, would make
2: sense. He should have been Shazam 1 as the main villain. That's it. And be done.
0: Or even Shazam 2. I'm excited for Shazam 2. But like,
2: but, I, I but instead just, of the one, uh, we have Helmiran. Also, Black Adam, again, isn't Egyptian. This is, It doesn't have, again, no Widow's Peak. No weird ears.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I cause he cause he foot Because he wouldn't look cool with them do you get it?
2: <laughs> the lack of cape also bothers me. Give him the cape.
0: Well, he has the hood in some parts, but I guess that gets
2: destroyed. I mean, he doesn't always need the cape, but I want it to it, match the cape. I want it.
0: Uh, I just, I'm not looking. The more I hear this movie, the more I'm like, I don't want it. Please stop.
2: So, Josh? I
0: don't know.
2: How do you feel right now?
0: I'm annoyed.
2: How annoyed are you?
0: I'm annoyed at Mr. The Rock Johnson. I don't
2: know. That's all the news. I, should we just end the podcast today? That's we've recorded for an hour now, and we already had the yeah. decom and yeah, let's probably get me it then.
0: Cool.
2: <laughs> all right, that's our show today, y'all.
0: <laughs> we've had a weird time continuum thing happening. We talked about Ezra, as we always do. So it's
2: again, I apologize for the audio of the DCOM. and I know the D23 part. So this was the news from D23 until now. Um, and first, I know the second this episode comes out, there'll be giant news bombs that come out that we're not talking about. So.
0: As always, it always happens.
2: Please email the show at podgeekspeak at gmail.com or tweet at us at ha- with hashtag Geek Pod, geekspeakpod, G-E-E-K-S-P-E-A-K-P-O-D. Uh, Josh, where can people find you online?
0: You can find me online on YouTube at Josh Rudolph, Twitter at j underscore Rudy twenty eight, Instagram at j underscore Rudy sixteen, and if I ever post TikTok again, Rudy underscore the film nerd.
2: You can find me at that nerd in theater on Instagram and TikTok and Cash App. Yeah, you can find me also on Twitter at the theater nerd. And that's our show of the week. Please send in some fun memes. I just want memes at this point. Send us memes or funny moments from this podcast because that way I want to make I want to make soon a compilation thing of all of our stupidity and funny moments and put that out there. I think that'd be really fun. And our Indeed. next guest is that nerdy Papa Bear on TikTok. He's a huge comic book fan. He has his own podcast now. He's really awesome. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. yeah. Hey Josh, how you doing? I'm vibing. All right. Bye.
0: Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter. It's innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.